You're listening to the What's Happening with Stage Lighting podcast with David Henry. He'll be giving you tips, tricks, ideas, news on new gear, and most importantly, help you make great lighting. Welcome to episode 1003 of What's Happening in Stage Lighting. In this episode, we'll be talking about lighting in the smallest of venues. In this episode, we'll have discussions about choosing the correct front light, correct moving lights, and the correct lighting console or software. We'll be taking a look at products from ADJ, Chauvet, Lightkey, Intec, and Illuminator. friends, welcome back to What's Happening in Stage Lighting. I'm David Henry here from LearnStageLighting.com. That's the place, that's the guy. If you're familiar, if you've been here before, then you know that LearnStageLighting.com is the place to learn how to use lighting. That seems obvious. It's also the place to get gear. So if you're looking to buy anything, lighting, I mean, we even have connections with audio stuff to um, just, you know, check out the site. Uh, we have stuff on there. We'll, we're continuing to always be adding more uh, so we can be the most helpful place for you to get your lights. Because after all, you got to get your lights somewhere. You might as well get them from whoever's helped you, right? Uh, that's what we would love to do. We would love to help you learn stagelightinggear.com. Now today, today, I was just thinking the other day about doing a series, and and so we're going to start this right here, right now, on uh, lighting in different sizes and types of spaces, and what to do in the very uh, in, in various size spaces. So I wanted to start it off with lighting in the very smallest of spaces. Now, I think in this first podcast, we're going to talk about band lighting, okay? Band lighting in the smallest of spaces, in the smallest of venues, okay? And then, uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll get to other types of lighting. We'll see. Um, so, you know what? We will. Um, so, lighting in the smallest of venues. I'm deciding that right here, right now. Um, what's effective? What makes sense? What do you need to know if you're working in the very smallest of venues, well, the first thing I would definitely do when I'm thinking about the smallest venues ever is I think about, okay, how in the world or who in the world, you know, what, what kind of spa stage space do we have, right? And when I think about the very smallest of venues, I'm thinking about those postage stamp type size stages in the corner of a restaurant where like, you know, you're probably not going to have drums. Uh, maybe you will. And if you do have drums, you're standing on top of them playing the guitar, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's the kind of picture we've got here. Or maybe it's just a smaller venue than you typically work. Maybe it's a DJ set and you're just literally in the corner, in a ballroom, in a hotel, in a, in a music venue, in a restaurant, out on a patio, whatever. But you, you've got a really small amount of space. What do you do? How do you make a lighting system work in a really small space so that you still can give people and, and make a really impressive show? That's going to be the question here. Okay, so my best recommendations here are um, there's a couple things that are way to your advantage in a small space. Okay, the first is that 
you can get by with smaller and lighter fixtures and get them to be able to do everything you could possibly need, right? That's like the biggest positive here is smaller, less expensive fixtures can do 100% of what you need, um, and they're going to cost a whole lot less than what you would need to cover a much bigger space, right? So we got that going for us. What, what kind of lights should you use in a smaller space? Well, ultimately, I think when you're thinking about fixtures in a small space, you want to think about uh, what your, your best priorities are going to be. What, what do you want to see? out of this lighting if you're on a postage stamp type stage on something that's so small, so tiny, you know, and, and this could be in a church too. Like at first I'm thinking about a band in the corner of a restaurant, but there are plenty of churches where you don't have a lot of space on the stage for the band, but yet you want to have impactful and great lighting, right? Um, and, and in that case, it's permanently installed. And we'll talk about that in a second. So that's good. Um, that, that makes a few things easier. Okay, and maybe it's a DJ set, you know, it's pretty much the same as a band, right? You're setting up at a venue, you've got a really tiny space, um, etc. So you ask yourself, what kind of lights should I get, right? And I would say um, it, it kind of depends on how much you want to do, right? Like ultimately in the smaller band uh, scene, you know, even a smaller D, not as much with DJ, but I would say in a smaller band scene, having lights, period, at that level, as somebody who's, you know, cramming into a corner of a small venue, already puts you ahead of, like, probably 80% of the bands in your area, right? And then having lights that aren't just on sound active mode, that actually have control to them and actually fit your music, um, you know, that puts you in the 99th percentile, right, of bands in your area. That's what I hear from people. That's what I see, you know, and I think that is the case. Okay, so so you do that. Right, you're like, okay, just having lights and just having some control of some lights is going to put me ahead of, of somewhere else, of everybody else in the area, right? But also think about, okay, how much do you want to get out of it? Like, do you eventually want to have movement during parts of your set, you know, have a moving light, etc.? Because if that's the case, what I would do, and this works for a band, this works for a church, this works for a DJ in, in a really small space, is that when you're in a small space, get the most functional light you possibly can, right? Because when you're in a small space, you're not trying to fill space with the light. Like a lot of times on, on larger stages, you know, especially like you think about sometimes people go and like a band might play at like a high school. You have this large stage because a lot of times, you know, schools have really big stages um, and you're bringing your lighting rig in there as a small band and it's like, oh man, you know, you just got to stretch it out, bring out like every par you've got to to try to fit that space. Um, and so, you know, but in a really small stage, in a really small venue, that's not going to be the case. So you want to get the most function out of every light that you bring into that space, okay? That's why I typically recommend for venues like this, going with small moving head spots, and then maybe small moving head washes or uh, just washes that are non-moving, depending if you, you want that movement or not. But I would definitely plan when you're in these small venues, when stage pace is so tight and small, that you get the most function out of anything you, you buy. Because having something that moves is going to give you so many more options than something that doesn't move. And if you want to expand in the future, if you want to do more stuff, 
you're probably not going to have space to put more lights, right? I mean, this is a really common thing that we see with people that we work with when they're playing really small stages. They go, oh, if I want to upgrade, now I have to get rid of something, right? And getting rid of something means you're going to have to take the time, try to find somebody to buy it, maybe not sell it for as much as you wanted it to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, and so the ultimate goal is if you're buying stuff for a small stage, and you're going to be playing that small stage. You want to get the most functional light, the mo the the biggest light that the light that can do the most stuff, not the biggest light, but the light that can do the most stuff that fits your your size space. Like a couple of lights that I think about that we we really like here are the Illuminator line from ADJ. If you're not familiar, it's basically ADJ's smallest end line. Um, they've now put it under this brand Illuminator. There's some history there, and that's oversimplifying it, but. Uh, that that's a really great line of fixtures. Um, we're also working with Gamma to, at some point here in the future, um, go ahead and have a, a similar line of some really small fixtures that have some features that we like a little bit better. Uh, right now we do have a beam, but uh, anywho. So you got, you know, the Stealth Spot from Eliminator, the Stealth Wash are really great options. Um, and what, what really sets these apart, um, especially the wash. I really like the Stealth Wash or, or the ADJZ4, uh, which is like slightly nicer and a couple more bucks. And the reason why I like these two lights so much is because you can bring them into a small venue and they're bright. So they've got a lot of brightness, but then you can zoom them. So zooming means you can make a really small spot that makes a cool effect when it moves fast. Or you can make a really wide wash and, and cover a lot of space with light, cover the ceiling, cover yourself, uh, you know, whatever. You can make the movement subtle or you can make them fast. I and mean, that's another huge benefit of having really small lights is that uh, you can move things fast. And when, when lights start to move really fast, um, they look cooler, you know, ultimately. Um, and so that's a huge thing as well. Um, that's, that's good to know as well. So we really like those guys. Um, Eliminator even has these pars, and I know I reviewed one uh, a couple years ago, the mini pars. Um, oh my goodness, these things are, are incredible. So right now, you know, they sit under $35. Um, they used to be less, but of course, that's how things have gone over the past year. And they're 12 one-watt LEDs, so three red, three green, three blue, and three W. Okay, three whites. Um, so, you know, they're just these little tiny lights, but in a small venue like this, you can shine them on a wall. You can shine them, you know, on your guitar amp to kind of light up the fabric in the front. At the drums, you can use them as backlight. You can use these things as front light. You know, just mount these these little tiny lights. I mean, they're they're only twenty five degrees, but you know, mount them to a speaker stand and point one at each band member. Uh, and you know, they're super inexpensive and, and they they are kind of bright for what they are. Like they're not they're not that bright. But when you're in a dark corner in a, in a venue like that, something like this works really well. Um, and so that's, that's ultimately my biggest recommendation for like a band in a small venue is like, okay, you know, get the most function out of any single light that you are going to bring into that space. Because not only does it make less work for you, but it, it makes, uh, it, it makes it, you know, you can only fit so much, right? When it comes to fixtures for churches in a small space, you know, I would start, get a good front wash. That's what I tell everybody, right? Get a par that makes a good white as your front wash. 
Now, that's probably not going to be one of these Eliminator ones, uh, but there are some some options I know from Chauvet, maybe ADJ2, where you can get a small par that's only white that's pretty inexpensive. Um, and that can be a great option for these types of situations. Once you have a really good front light in a church, then I would go and do things like getting a strip light to light the backdrop. Uh, you know, something that's not too expensive. Uh, Eliminator doesn't have any there, but you could get something like ADJ's lower price strip lights are great for this kind of stuff. Um, then I would probably go and get some colored backlight for your band or sidelight. Um, and for that, you could use something like the uh, stealth washes from Eliminator. Again, the reason we like those is they zoom, but they're still pretty inexpensive. Um, you get a little bit of fan noise from them. They're, they're not too bad, though. And so one or two of those, one or two of those in a really small church uh, can be a really great option to have a backlight that you can make really narrow to focus on a single point on stage, but then you can soften up, you can make it wider um, as well. And you can move it around, you could make it a backlight sometimes, like during the music maybe, and then uh, point it back and shine it on the wall or on a piece of scenic uh, during the preaching. And so there's a lot of great options as to, to what you can do there uh, in order to, to really get the most bang for your buck. And, and if you were a DJ, I would probably go uh, with some spot type fixtures, maybe moving spots and washes. Um, don't worry about lighting yourself. You can do that with a wash fixture if you ever need to do that. But um, that kind of gives you like the best of both worlds because spots, um, of course, uh, have gobos. They, they have those patterns. They can have prisms. They can have selections of color, but not smooth, nice color mixing that, that makes good transitions. So that's where we have the wash unit uh, for that DJ on a really small level. Now, let's talk about control for a small a small venue, small band, small church, etc. The very simplest control I've ever seen for bands, and I mention this from time to time, is very simplistic, is called the stomp light. So it's actually like a light uh, built into an effects pedal, and they have ones that can shoot out DMX and add other fixtures. Um, for the very smallest bands with really simple needs where you just want to kind of light the band, change the colors, make it match, that can be a really great option. Um, another great option, uh, forthcoming in the future, I know, there is a, a uh, device called the Maestro DMX, I believe. It was on Kickstarter this past year. I helped fund it as well as many other people uh, jumped in on Kickstarter. And it is from a company that's been doing smart sound reactive audio for a long time. And so that means that they've done a really great job of being able to, uh, you know, make it so that it, for the most part, is sound reactive, but it has enough input from you, from what it looks like. It's not out yet. It'll be out in 2023. Um, but it has enough user input, enough, like, you can put enough preferences into it to tell it, okay, when things go calm, go to this color. When you know things do this, go to that, etc. And it looks really intelligent. Uh, we also like Entex Emu for control. Um, that's a great option for bands, churches, whoever. Uh, that it is. They they basically had a, a program called DMXs, and now they came out with this Emu. Uh, Emu is a great software. It's it's really matured. It's in a good place now, but it can be overwhelming if you're not like an electronic music producer. The interface 
really does appear overwhelming to a lot of people, but I would just be the first to tell you that it's not. It's just the way they chose to do their graphic design feels a little more overwhelming. Um, so I would, I would recommend that, um, that, you know, check it out, but don't judge it immediately. Um, watch some of my tutorials because I think you'll find it's, it's, it's definitely, um, it's a good software. I would use it for a band running their lights from stage. I would use it for a church running their lights from stage or MIDI triggering. Um, that's one of the huge benefits to, um, to going with a software like this is being able to trigger it. If you use a DAW, for example, for backing tracks, you can trigger EMU. Um, really great option. Another one we like a lot is Light Key. Okay, check it out on Lauren Stage Lighting. All of these you can check out on Lauren Stage Lighting. We've got videos and whatnot. Um, and Light Key is great. It's Mac-based, so if you are a Mac person, um, Emu runs on Macs as well as PCs. It does run on Macs, right? I can't believe I'm asking that. <laughs> Light Key is Mac only. And uh, what we like about Light Key is a lot of churches like it. Some bands like it. Um, because it's really easy to integrate with Ableton Live. It's really easy to hook up MIDI triggers, and it's really easy to get started from scratch. Like, it has a wizard when you start that just literally walks you through all the steps. And so you end up building stuff before you even know it because it's walked you through every step of the way, every step of creating stuff. And so that's really cool as well. Um, so we like Emu. Uh, we, you know, we like Likey. Um, and, uh, and then the new ADJ WMX one actually is a good one too. Uh, we've got that. We've got all of these on learn stage lighting gear. And this is a cool one because it's a standalone lighting controller. So no PC, no Mac needed. Uh, you just buy the thing itself. Okay. And it has actually a lot of DMX outputs, but it just comes with one universal locked, uh, which is plenty for the smallest venues. But what's cool about it? is you basically bring your lights in, and I know we have video reviews of this and stuff, and we'll link to those in the, the podcast notes. But you basically, you start this thing up, and you bring in your lights, and then it auto-creates a bunch of different building blocks of scenes for you. Um, so it's the kind of thing where if you had a small band and you didn't want to use tracks or do anything like that, uh, and, and or a small DJ or a small church, you can go and use the preset page on the WMX one to set up a bunch of presets that would trigger uh, different things for you. Okay. That would go ahead and, uh, you know, basically trigger um, all these different scenes that you want and have them labeled really nice. And so then, you know, it's just as easy as reaching over and there's, it's a grid of uh, four by one, two, three, four by four by five. So it's a grid of 20 buttons. There's multiple pages. But just think about it. You could have 20 different lighting scenes on there that could cover all the basic things. And then there's there's a button you can hit for moments where the band is going crazy. Kind of hard to do if you're in the band going crazy. Um, you can tap the BPM for different effects. But it's really cool because just like if you wanted to have a small lighting system with a handful of lights and then you wanted to basically have some different scenes that you could just hit one scene per song, maybe two. You could totally organize them on something like that, and it uh, could work really well for you. Uh, be a good option there in the smallest venues. So, how do we feel about that? We feel good. How do you feel? I hope you feel good listening to us today. I hope this, more than anything, sparks some ideas in your mind as to how to create some interesting lighting.
Because ultimately, I still firmly believe, like, you don't want to do sound active mode, even as a small band. I think that's, that uh, is more detrimental than helpful, just because it looks so bad and unprofessional and, and sloppy, right? And it's just, you play a slow song with an acoustic guitar and the lights are flashing like crazy and it, it turns people off. And maybe that works for you if you're a DJ, um, which is what the, the lighting companies, the major ones, like to, to aim at. Um, but if you're a band, if you're a church, you know, that's really just not going to work, right? It's not going to fit the mood. It's not going to be as polished as you want it to be. So then the question becomes, uh, you know, what do you do, right? What do you do? And I hope today's guide has, has given you some help. Uh, just another note on like sound active stuff. Um, I think that Maestro DMX is legit. And, uh, but, you know, I look at other things like, for example, Chave recently in the past months came out with uh, their new ILS, Integrated Lighting System, okay? Um, Chave, I, and what they're basically doing is they're creating a new generation of their products. And what they do is they basically have a sound active mode that works together with multiple fixtures. Okay, and they've, they've updated some of their products. Um, you know, it's really more designed for DJs than, than bands or churches or anything like that. Um, and it is cool, but I don't think it's the right tool for somebody who's in a band or something like that. I just don't think it's smart enough because at the end of the day, it really is just a sound active mode. Um, it's just that the lights are coordinated, which is better than it was before, right? Um, cause I've watched the videos on it and, and paid attention to what they're doing and it's definitely better than, than sound active mode before. Um, but it's still not the same as having some input on it, uh, as, as a user. So anywho, um, what do you think? Did you enjoy today's show? I hope you did guys. I, I really hope you did. Um, other than that guys, I think that's all I got today. I don't really have any news, um, which is good because these are coming out in the future, <laughs> but you know, just want to, to help people, uh, you know, be able to get the best out of a small venue, right? Um, whether it be a church, whether it be a band, whether it be a DJ, uh, you know, want, want you to be able to get the most out of it. And, and I hope this has helped you do that today. So uh, with that said, um, I hope you had a great day today. If you did, uh, you know, go ahead and leave a review for this podcast. Uh, go over to iTunes or wherever you got it from. And if they let you re read reviews, do. And let them know if you liked it, if you didn't. That would be really helpful. Um, then, if you need any new gear, if you're like, hey, um, we're looking to buy something, we, we want to upgrade our lighting show, uh, let us be your dealer. We uh, the, the thing we do at Learn Stage Lighting Gear that I think is different than a lot of the other dealers is we're not just looking at the people that are advertising the hardest, but we're looking at every brand we can find and we're evaluating their quality level. And then when things meet our expectations, when we feel like quality is good, we're going to offer and sell those products, even though a lot of the times the uh, the names that maybe don't advertise quite like the, the big guys do all the time and they're not buying all the ads in the, the lighting trade magazines and stuff. Um, you know, a lot of times their stuff's just as nice or nicer and uh, it's going to cost less, uh, which means as dealers, we're actually making less on it, but we're in it for the long game. Um, and if we can help you get anything, lighting, uh, you know, if there's any audio stuff you need, whatever, do let us know. Uh, we'd love to help you. We would love to be able to serve you in that way and be your dealer. 
Uh, with that, guys, I think I'm going to roll on out of here. It is a beautiful day outside, and uh, I'm going to go um, wrap up the day. So I hope you do as well. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for uh, being Learn Stage Lighting friends. And we will see you guys in our next podcast. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the What's Happening in Stage Lighting podcast. If you're interested in purchasing any gear, please visit our stage lighting store at learnstagelightinggear.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please listen to our other episodes on Apple, Spotify, or Google podcast platforms. Don't forget to grab our free beginner's guide to stage lighting on learnstagelighting.com. Learn Stage Lighting, helping you create great lighting.